Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Greetings, you nerds. This is Sam. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Group podcast. It is Pub Trivia Summer. Thank you so much for joining me for game number 34. Three rounds today. Biology, music themes, and movie themes. Here we go. Round number one, biology. Again, this biology round written by Mrs. Jones at AP BioPenguins. AP BioPenguins is the review Instagram account posting daily Instagram stories from February until the AP biology exam. The account will give you free review resources to any students taking the AP biology exam. Give them a follow on Instagram at AP BioPenguins. No spaces. Also linked in the show notes. I'm not taking the AP Bio exam, but I follow the account just because it's fun. Anyway, today's questions from Mrs. Jones, they all have to do with biological classification. Let's go. Item number one. Sharks belong to the class of chondrichthys because their skeletons are made up of this flexible material. Item two, these translucent medusa-shaped organisms belong to the phylum Cnidaria due to their stinging cells. These translucent medusa-shaped organisms belong to the phylum Cnidaria due to their stinging cells. Item three, this level of classification has three groups, Eukarya, Archaea, and bacteria. This level of classification has three groups, eukarya, archaea, and bacteria. Item four, this organism is flightless and from the class of aves. You may recognize it from an animated viral YouTube video where they jumped off a cliff so they could fly. So an organism that is flightless from the class of aves. They were in an animated viral YouTube video where they jumped off a cliff so that they could fly. In item five, the panda bear is part of the order carnivora. What does the panda bear primarily consume? So from the order of carnivora, what does the panda bear primarily consume? All right, let's pause now. If you need more time, I will go over the question one more time, but then I will immediately give you the answer. Item one, sharks belong to the class of chondrichthys because their skeletons are made up of this flexible material. The answer for this one is cartilage. I told Mrs. Jones, I was like, I I got that one. I got that one. Item two, these translucent medusa-shaped organisms belong to the phylum Cnidaria due to their stinging cells. Here we are, it is jellyfish. I might have gotten that one, I'll I'll be honest, I saw the answer before I could 
answer the question. So I don't know if I would have gotten that one right or wrong. Item number three, though, this level of classification has three groups, eukarya, archaea, and bacteria. The answer there is domain. I remember hearing about that, but I would not have gotten that one right. Item number four, this organism is flightless and from the class of Aves. You may recognize it from an animated viral YouTube video where they jumped off a cliff so that they could fly. I did not know this one. I did not know this YouTube video. Mrs. Jones sent me the YouTube video. It is it is very cute. Uh, the answer here is kiwi. The kiwi. Not the fruit, but the bird. In item five, the panda bear is part of the order carnivora. What does the panda bear primarily consume? I did have this one. It is bamboo. So I would have gotten two or three right. I can't know for sure if I would have gotten the jellyfish one right or wrong. I for sure would have gotten one and five right. Not sure about two. So if, if you got at least two right, you're, you're tied with me. If you got more than two right, I'd say you're beating me right now. Well done there. All right, that was round number one, biology. Thank you, Mrs. Jones. Coming up, we have round number two, Music themes. Round number two, music themes. The date of publish is the 4th of July, Independence Day in the United States of America. So today's theme is the United States of America. The way this will work is I will read a line from each song. Each of these songs has something referring to the United States of America in its title. You need to guess the title of each song bonus kudos if you also know the artist. I'll start this by by stating I had a couple of really good ones that I've already used in past games. They're not making a reappearance today. So these are five songs I have not used in a previous game. Song number one, you'd see them wearing their baggies, Wurwachi sandals too, a bushy bushy blonde hairdo. Song number two, Can we get away this weekend? Take me to Broadway. Let's go shopping, baby. Then we'll go to a cafe. Let's go on the subway. Take me to your hood. I never been to Brooklyn, and I'd like to see what's good. Song number three. Looking out a dirty old window. Down below, the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Song number four. Now everybody do the propaganda and sing along to the age of paranoia. And song number five. They come from the cities, they come from the smaller towns and beat up cars with guitars and drummers going crack, boom, bam. All right, I went over each of those songs once. Pause now if you need more time, but I will go over the songs again, and I will give you the answer when I do. Song number one, you'd see them wearing their baggies, Ruachi sandals too, a bushy bushy blonde hairdo. That is Surf in USA by the Beach Boys. Great American music right there. Song number two, Can we get away this weekend? Take me to Broadway. Let's go shopping, baby. 
and then we'll go to a cafe. Let's go on the subway. Take me to your hood. I've never been to Brooklyn, and I'd like to see what's good. That song is "American Boy" by Estelle, who is English. The song is about an international romance, so it works. Song number three: Looking out a dirty old window, down below the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone, and I wonder why. That is "Kids in America." By Kim Wilde. Later, the Muffs would do a cover for the movie Clueless, but Kim Wilde did that song in the early '80s. Kim Wilde also English, so that one a little bit more random. The Estelle international romance one that that one kind of made more sense. Uh, <laughs> someone who's English singing about being a kid in America makes less sense to me, but you know what? It's a good song, so who cares? Song number four. Now everybody do the propaganda. Sing along to the age of paranoia. That was "American Idiot" by Green Day. I remember 2005 going to see Green Day during the "American Idiot" tour. Good high school memories there. In song number five, they come from the cities. They come from the smaller towns and beat up cars with guitars and drummers, going crack, boom, bam. That is. R O C K in the USA by John Mellencamp. So there you have it. That was round number two. Music themes coming up. We'll keep the theme rolling. Coming up, round number three. Movie themes. Round number three. Movie themes. I have not done this before, but it's going to be just like music themes, but it will have films instead of songs. Theme is the same. The United States of America, in celebration of the Fourth of July, I will provide you the year of the film plus two additional details as clues. Unlike most of my movie rounds, there is no common actor or actress. Okay, it just has something referring to the United States of America in the title. Film number one, 1973, set in California in 1962. The film was co-written and directed by a soon-to-be legendary filmmaker who desired to make a film showcasing the youth culture of his teen years. Film number two, 1999, won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Features a middle-aged character with an infatuation for a teenage girl. The headline of a September 2019 article by Time stated. Quote was bad 20 years ago and it's bad now, but it still has something to tell us. Film number three, 1986. The film is set in the 1880s, earning 84 million dollars at the box office. It once held the record for highest-grossing non-Disney animated film. Film number four, 2014. Based on an autobiography of the same name, responding to critics who suggested the film glorified war, director Clint Eastwood stated the film showcased the struggles of people and families as veterans adjusted back to civilian life, and calls it the quote biggest anti-war statement any film can make. 
film number 5, 2011, features a character originally created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby in 1941. The film is set during World War II. Alright, pause now if you need more time. I'm going to go over those answers now. So film number 1, 1973, set in California in 1962. The film was co-written and directed by a soon-to-be legendary filmmaker who desired to make a film showcasing the youth culture of his teen years. Well, that soon-to-be legendary filmmaker is George Lucas. The film is American Graffiti. That was a film my grandpa insisted that I watched before going away to college. He said it was part of my, what he would call my liberal arts education. Film number two, 1999, won the Academy Award for Best Picture, features a middle-aged character with an infatuation for a teen girl. With that in mind, the headline of a September 2019 of a September 2019 article by Time stated, quote, was bad 20 years ago and it's bad now, but it still has something to tell us. That film is American Beauty. Never saw it, but I remember the belly button in the poster. Film number three, 1986. The film is set in the 1880s. Earning $84 million at the box office, it once held the record for highest grossing non-Disney animated film. That is, an American tale with the Little Mouse Fievel. Somewhere at my parents' house, there is a picture of me at like two years old. I'm posing in front of a Christmas tree holding a Fievel stuffed, stuffed animal. There you go. Film number four, 2014, based on an autobiography of the same name. Responding to critics suggesting the film glorifies war, director Clint Eastwood stated the film showcased the struggles of people and families as veterans adjusted to civilian life, or adjusted back into civilian life, and he calls it the, quote, biggest anti-war statement any film can make. That film... American Sniper, based on the autobiography by Chris Kyle. And film number five, 2011, features a character originally created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby in 1941. The film is set during World War II. That film is Captain America, the first Avenger. I remember seeing the trailers for that film and thinking, man, they're making a lot of superhero movies. Okay, back then we were getting way, way fewer movies than we're getting now. That is, that is funny. That was only the fifth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have so many more than that now. Anyway, everyone, that is our show for today. Just a reminder, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. That really does go a long way in helping others find my show. And then give me a follow on social media, at Pub Trivia Group, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those are linked in the show notes, especially Facebook. If you ever want to play live on YouTube, I host live YouTube games once a month. Follow me on Facebook and I'll send out those invites to you. Also in the show notes, I will give you the Instagram link for Mrs. Jones from AP Bio Penguins. Again, that is a fun Instagram account to follow, whether you are enrolled in AP Biology or not. All right, everyone, that is all I have for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for playing along with my game. Peace out. Pod on, you nerds. (laughs) 